Hey everyone, this is William Brooks with the Essential Questions for Educators podcast. You have happened upon part two of when helping is not always helpful or more positively, ways to be more helpful. So uh, this is part two. If you missed part one, it is in the previous week. So go check that out. But uh, we've got 10 more minutes to go through the three phases of truly helping according to Edgar Schein that I use pretty much every day. All right. Enjoy. You're going to equilibrate the relationship by literally saying, hey, what's going on? You know, I don't know what's going on. Tell essentially tell your story. I need to know like I don't know what's going on. Therefore, I'm not really one up on the situation, but let's kind of partner in this. So tell me what's going on. And then at that moment, you enter the first phase of helping, which is just helping them tell their story, keeping them in their story. Now, you as the helper are listening for moments that they maybe mention, but they gloss over and they don't really totally get into uh, like a specific aspect where you're in, in your mind, you're going, oh, oh, no, wait, 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 go back, go back. That's where your solution is. Nope. You have to be quiet and let them tell their story. And when I do a workshop on this, we practice this. We practice the phases one at a time. And literally in this, in this phase, uh, the helper is like, all right, so what's going on? And then the only thing they're allowed to do is smile, nod, say things like, hmm, go on. That's interesting. Tell me more. But you cannot inject or interject anything into their story. Awkward silence even works. And we practice that. And let me tell you, it does, in fact, it does, in fact, work. So the first step is to keep them in their story. And here's the kicker. Sometimes, sometimes when they're telling their story, they come up with their own solution. They come up with their trailhead to go down and explore. And the only thing you have done is created the space and the time and the attitude, the mindset to, to allow them to tell their story. Uh, Dr. Shine says something to the effect of the skill of allowing someone to tell their story is the most underused skill in helping possible. I think I butchered that. It, 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 but I think you get the point. I think you get the point. So sometimes they find their trailhead and you're done. The helping process is over and they own it. It's ownership. It's freedom. It's their freedom. You're helping them find it by that space and time, but you have done your duty of helping them in that, in that moment. If that doesn't work and you've tried the awkward silence, you've tried to keep them going on and on about their story and they may have circled around a couple times, but that's okay. The next phase, if necessary, is to ask them about only things that they bring up. So you become, you take on an attitude of humble inquiry into only content within their story. You interject nothing else. You don't say things like, or ask, well, gosh, didn't that make you angry? when they hadn't even brought up that they were angry. And they're like, oh, wait, yeah, well, I guess I was kind of angry. Then it's no longer their story. So you try in step one, after you equilibrate and practice humble inquiry, step one is you just have them tell their story. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Step two is to then ask them to go back into their story. Now, when I practiced this at Stanford, 
I was horrific at it because I wanted to offer advice. I wanted to offer solutions and being around other, you know, consultant types that were a lot more experienced than me back then. I wanted to feel like I contributed something. I wanted to feel, for lack of a better way of saying it, I wanted to feel smart. I wanted people to know that I was smart and I knew some different techniques and different solutions. So I was so bad at, at putting information into their story and, and giving advice. And when that happens, there's this interrupt, there's this mental interrupt that happens with them in them that Dr. Shine helped us to see on that first session. They pause and they're like, oh, you know, and then it's no longer their story. So step two, being the person that was asked for help, the helper, you ask the helpee about things that they bring up, keeps them in their story. And then sometimes because you offered some help by guiding them to a part of their story, they kind of go on and on about that piece a little bit, and then they find their trailhead. They find their answer, their solution, or the next step. Awesome. Then, finally, what I always wanted to go to first, advice, try this process. Ooh, I've got a story about that. If all else fails with their story, that's when you interject into their story. Well, hey, have you ever tried protocols when you lead groups of teachers, groups of counselors, groups of administrators, any type of groups to make sure that all voices are heard, that everyone is part of the conversation, so on and so forth? You know, you can start giving advice at that moment and then let them wrestle with it. And then hopefully at that point, they end up with a, at least a trailhead, something to, uh, something to do, something to do in that moment. But that is the final thing that you would do. Now, Dr. Shine uh, offers, and I think he mentioned this early in the middle and at the end, so early and often. He said, when you go about helping in this way, you have to accept feelings of discomfort, of possibly a lack of closure at the end, and a lack of solutions. So when you're acting as, as this type of helper, you kind of see yourself as a cog in their wheel uh, as their wheels are turning. So you're just going to help them process. Maybe the conversation you have with them ends up not having a solution, doesn't have closure, is uncomfortable. You know, there's moments of discomfort, especially if you use uh, in the first phase where you just use that awkward silence. You're, you're going to have that. But maybe you had to have that type of conversation to then find the trailhead in a day or two when they talk to someone else. You know, you just never know. So to quickly summarize uh, his technique, which again, in workshops, it's, it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty funny. Number one, access your ignorance. Hey, what's going on? I wasn't there. You know, tell me what's up. And then let them tell their story. Then, if necessary, ask them questions about their story. Then, if necessary, offer advice or a recommendation. So that's in a very quick version of a workshop that I do that is very powerful. And what I do is I have participants, one of the first things they do is they think about an issue they're dealing with at home, with kids, with a spouse, not not the level of, okay, we need a couch, I'm going to do therapy or anything like that, but just something that's been bugging them, something that they, you know, and it could be at school as well, but 
I, I warn them, hey, you're going to be talking about this with someone and you may be sharing out or someone may be sharing out. So don't don't get too deep, you know, on this stuff. And so I take them through the various phases, having the helper help the help E and they kind of go back and forth and they're practicing the different phases. And then at the end, there's gosh, there's almost always smiles and thank yous. And I mean, I've had people come up to me afterwards and I've I've had people say, I think you just helped my marriage or I think you just helped my relationship or I think I'm going to try a couple of these things with my teenage daughter or teenage son or my friend. I actually had one person come up to me and say, I, this could possibly save my marriage. I'm going to go talk to my therapist about this. <laughs> so it, it is powerful stuff. And I think the moment it made sense to me is when I teach, because I still teach from time to time, and I've, I've taught recently at a community college, it's when the hand goes up and you go over to the kid and you're like, hey, what's up? What's going on? Instead of just looking at the problem, you know, I was a math teacher, or I am a math teacher, and saying, oh, you forgot the X. Oh, this angle is acute. You know, instead of just jumping into their story, I go to them and I'm like, hey, so what's up? Tell, you know, take me through what's going on and, and, and show me where the sticky part is. And I realized that if I have them tell their story of their struggle, about a third of the time, they figure out what to do next. And then they own it. They realize that they figured it out on their own. And then I just back away slowly. I'm like, look, I'm so good. I just stand next to you and you talk to me and you, you understand what to do next. I, I make some joke like that. And then sometimes I have to, hey, you know, you mentioned this, this X over here. What are you going to do with this X? And then finally, I might jump in and say, well, hey, let's take this X and put it over to the other side of the equal sign or whatever you end up doing. How many times have you gone up to kids? They've told you what's going on and they figure out the next piece. So that added some credibility uh, for me in this technique. It was pretty cool. All right. So. Uh, I guess my essential questions for educator, uh, I, I'm going to use, you know, what my what my blog post was. What, what is the difference between helping and being helpful? I just went over Dr. Shine and what I learned from him. I hope you got some value out of this. Hey, if you liked this today and you want to hear a little bit more, I promise I'll get better at this podcast thing over time. Uh, hit subscribe. And also you can go to my blog. It's at essentialquestionsforeducators.com. And the blog post associated, it won't always be associated uh, with a podcast, but I, this podcast is associated with number 14. Uh, I numbered them, so hopefully it's a little easier to find. So what is the difference between helping and being helpful? All right, guys, have a good day.